They just released the uh, the final Morbius trailer. Did y'all watch? Okay, no. there's no way Morbius is ever gonna come out. <laughs> I feel like April first. <laughs> that is a joke. <laughs> They're putting it out on April first as a joke to trick you, Andy. <laughs> what are they gonna do? They're gonna. I'm gonna be at the theater, be like one for Morbius, please, and then they'll let uh-huh. me into the theater. Yeah, and Three then it'll just be play. like April Fool. <laughs> walk in. There'll be a dummy carpet when you walk through the door. You'll drop your popcorn and icy, what have you. <laughs> And you'll fall through, and everyone will be like, Morbius isn't real, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the living vampire? I feel like the beginning of society, yeah. yeah. Uh, the end of society. I mean, what could be a greater yeah. prank than going to Morbius opening day, you know? I guess I know, so. prank on myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, just Andy's like playing like, yourself moment. Yeah, like that, that assumes that there's a joke crueler than going, like spending your precious time to watch. Right. Than the consuming the entire film, Morbius. <laughs> Do you yeah. think How long is it? I don't know. It's I probably. Anything more than 90 minutes is probably too long. It's, it's 70 yeah, but they, Sony, Sony yeah. movies, they keep them tight. Venom 2, How long eight, is not Venom like two? 92 minutes or whatever. Wow. Like, but it feels like the length of a nap. <laughs> sure. Um, you just yeah. say that because you took a nap during it. <laughs> uh, yeah. In 40X. I did fall asleep in 40X, <laughs> which is crazy. Just rocked, rocked to sleep by the gentle hum yeah. and shake. Punched and spit on to sleep by the water. <laughs> They're few jagged things, back. They're few Are you things okay, funnier <laughs> than looking over at Cullen and seeing him be, get waked up by <laughs> Venom. <laughs> waked up. Venom. Venom squeezing a ketchup, ketchup bottle, bottle and then yeah. spraying the screen and then I'm oh, just yeah. spraying us all with water. Does that happen in Venom 2? I haven't seen any of the yeah. Venoms. Uh, There's a yes. part where they're making breakfast together, I guess. Oh, that's cute. And, well, <laughs> in theory it is, yeah. There's a bit, lot of fun Venom business in the kitchen, I think. Yeah. It is a bit gross, if you ask me. But then mm. they go like, and squeeze so you, ketchup. you were awake this part. And water shoots out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty early on, I think. To be fair, also to Colin, we had seen a, like a three and a half hour play, like an hour before we saw that. I watched America, right? I watched fucking Gaspar Noé Vortex right before that. I literally went straight from one to the other. Yeah, but I we we you saw. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> we saw like a tr- truly like three hour long play, then went. And get a, I got a beer to shot at the loudest bar I've ever been to in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then we, we Times Square bar. Yeah. Then we Uh-oh. then we Uh-oh. went to the theater, <laughs> and uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happened in the theater. But it was like midnight. It was like the midnight premiere yeah. of Venom and 40X. That is a lot. Um, yeah, it still, was. Uh, I think we can still make fun of you though for falling asleep in a 40X chair. <laughs> Welcome to Kane. I kick it. This is a podcast about film festivals. I'm one of your hosts, Cullen Ashley, joined by Andy Germuga, Emilio Diaz. Wow. And we have a guest. Hello. Third yeah. time on, back, friend of the show, KTG. Hello, welcome. Woo! I promise I'm not that mean. I think you all just heard me saying it's okay to make fun of Cullen. Did, yeah. Um, yeah. But. Did you just say welcome for yourself? Did I? <laughs> Fuck. 
fuck. I'm welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, and it's true. KT, you are most welcome here. That yeah. is that is the vibe for how you were booked on this episode. <laughs> but, uh... Get into that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm a fan of the movie. <laughs> We're at a certain point of term where uh, my brain is breaking and, um, you know, I'm just, it's a joy to be here. Thank you so much for letting me bully you onto the show. Bully me onto the show. Of course. Yeah. Now we're going to bully you Uh, off it. What's the topic, Color? Yeah. Great. We're talking jukebox musicals, which have a bit of a fun history with two big ones uh, of, from the the 2000s. Yeah, we're focusing in on 2000s. Um, we thought about doing Jersey Boys, but it played like a small festival, and it, you know it was a different decade, so we didn't want to include it. We'd have to go three hours to let me talk about Jersey Boys and how good it is. <laughs> sure. But we are and then talking... another four hours to be to refute Cullen Point. <laughs> yeah, Jersey Boys is bad. It would be a true like debate coward episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, I but, did talk to the, the about the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> they talked to Katie about this briefly, and did she did also point out that Rocket Man played Ken, and that's also kind of a yeah. We talked a little music. bit about Rocket Man when we did our 2010s blockbuster episode. Yeah, that's right. Um, Mama Mia also movie. played a festival. Mama Mia, yeah, famous jukebox musicals. Um, did Mama Mia play a festival? I think it played like something small, like Jersey Boys. Let me check. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was looking up last night when I, uh, uh, as Amelia said, booked myself on this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yes, the two that we are talking about are Moulin Rouge, which opened can in 2001. Wild can. And yeah, yeah. And then um, Across the Universe, which played TIFF in 2007, which is like truly Across the Universe TIFF 2007 those are the only things that like make sense to me <laughs> like <laughs> that is such an era where i'm like yeah late 2000s this movie at tiff like i can picture everyone walking in and walking out of that theater as it's like cold out or whatever that would have been the uh, the fall of my senior year of high school was wow i was i mean do we um, want to do this for everybody i was in seventh grade <laughs> i was in uh fifth grade fall 2007 yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would have been starting middle school. It was uh, sixth grade yeah. for me. Yeah. And Andy, you said you were graduating college. <laughs> <laughs> My second master's. Um, <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh, we'll get to our histories with the cross universe in due time. But we should start with Can two thousand one. Picture yourself, you're on the beaches of Can, and you're like, oh, let me pop into opening night. Am and I the age Moulin I was Rouge. in 2001? Or am I? Uh, no. Sorry. I, sorry. I feel like I interrupted you. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Please. <laughs> um, you were on a roll there. Yeah, but you go in, you see Moulin Rouge. Hell yeah, I am. And it's crazy. It's such a crazy movie. <laughs> like, I can't imagine what it must have been like to see this at the time. Yeah. Uh, so Moulin Rouge was in competition. Uh, I guess... Should we talk uh, to talk a little bit about this can competition? Shrek's uh, there. It's the Liv Ullman jury president. Uh, Prom d'Or went to the Sun's Room by Nanny Moretti. Mm-hmm. Um, right, and yeah, it's Shrek, uh, which we've talked about, but you'll never hear about us us talk about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Mulholland Drive uh, is in competition. 
the man who wasn't there, Coen Brothers, uh, yep. heard of them. Uh, Millennium uh, Mambo, Embrace of Love. The Pledge by Sean Penn. Sean Penn, of course, in competition, <laughs> as he must be. Um, what time is it there? Are we going to Siming Long? Um, but yeah, this is a robust year. I guess just fully revealing plans. We did talk about doing a can 2001 draft last year because it would have been 20 years since all of those movies came out um which is crazy but um yeah but yeah it didn't win anything right no um uh, piano teacher won like three things uh it won the grand prix it won best actor and best actress piano teacher did yeah uh director was a tie for david lynch and joel cohen Right. Uh, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then screenplay went to Nomad's Land by Danis Tanovich. Or Tanovich. Sure. Um, Imagine rolling from Piano Teacher into this. Or the creator of the role in, from this to Piano Teacher. Imagine rolling like... from this to Maholan Drive. Um, I mean, look. Seeing this movie in the middle of a film festival, in the middle of a slate of films, like... Yeah. It needs room to breathe. I feel like yeah. like it would not do it any favors to no. like see it. I don't know. Do you know maybe what maybe, it, maybe it like? maybe it would like jolt you with energy. You don't like maybe it would just like hit you in the veins. Like after you're watching like a Siming Long movie, you're like, I need to wake up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a crazy vibe. It's like, yeah, I saw what time is it there, which is like this slow cinema thing, and then I saw this movie called Moulin Rouge, and I felt like I get the shit beat out of me, and then I ended my night with something called Shrek, and everyone's like, "Are you okay?" It's like Shrek's like a well, big green guy. Moulin Rouge was was the opening night film. Sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, uh, and I, there's a fun headline here uh, from E Online in 2001. Moulin well. Rouge does can can. Hey, there we go. But, but that's it's spelled good. it's spelled like the festival. The city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, and I guess ba- yeah, Boz had been like around, obviously, right? Like strictly he, ballroom. He played strictly ballroom at Cannes, right? Or yes. This is the like the final movie, and I guess what's his Red Curtain trilogy, mm-hmm. which I I don't know much about Baz Luhrmann really. I've only seen Ooh. like two what a guy. or three of his movies. He's a stone cold hottie from Australia. <laughs> yeah, he's right. One of my favorite directors, I would say. He uh, he works with his wife closely, who designs all his movies, like the production Ooh. design and the costume design. Um, he made Catherine a movie Mar- he's off the market, lady. Of course. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, right. It open it opens the festival. I think it does pretty well. It's well received, obviously, and it comes out uh, in America like that, like immediately after, like pretty closely after that. Um, yes. like, like it opens in a week New later, York. right? It opens in New York and LA on the week, like May 18th after having premiered on May 9th. Um, and it expanded into national release on June 1st and it was a big hit. It, people were like really taken with it. And it was like, you know, that, and then like, it was really like the tee up to like the, Oh, musicals are back. Cause they had been like in a real dormant, 
spell for a while. Like, it had been, like, in the 90s, there wasn't really, like, any musical movies to of that were like majorly of note to 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 speak of and even like into the 80s like they had sort of uh, not been been, not been certainly as dominant as they once had been uh and then like yeah this and then chicago like shortly after like we're like okay we're doing this again like these is is a big classy genre that is like prestige again uh was sort of i feel like the this the story there um what year was Rent? And yeah. Rent, well, Rent the movie. The movie, yeah, not the musical. Is oh, closer to, yeah, is closer to when Across the Universe comes out. Okay, okay, um, okay, okay. I'm jumping that the movie gun. was right. in development for forever and mm-hmm. was like a mess. And then they brought back the original cast 20 years later. <laughs> we can't get Andy started on Rent. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I touched the hell, my nerve. computer is getting hot <laughs> but actually, But I, I do feel like you can see a lot of Rent in Moulin Rouge, in that like it's like the story of like Bohemians. Postmodern, and, yeah. I mean, it's it's very uh, much like right because Rent's um, operatic, Bohem, right? Yeah, right. La Bohème, yeah. Um, and so um, is, that's basically Moulin. No, I mean Moulin Rouge is taking from a lot of operatic formulas, but yeah. yes. Uh, so yeah, there's definitely some like shared DNA there. Certainly not an approach, but in uh, in in story choice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's it's an absolutely insane motion picture. It's so What do you think about it, Andy? Crazy. Well, so this is the, like I don't think it's never going to be one of my like favorite movie musicals. I I think like it So, you know, we've talked about musicals a lot sort of in just like I'm a big musical guy. I have always been biased against jukebox musicals, so it's like interesting that we're doing mm. this episode just for many reasons, which we'll talk about probably for some of the reasons I don't think these work as well as things that have songs written directly for them. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing where like, I feel like the first like half hour, 45 minutes of Moulin Rouge is like so exciting and so like crazy and like, is like really being like, I'm here and I'm establishing myself and like, this is what I'm doing. And like, look at this, look at all this stuff I have and like all that sort of thing. And then, like, it, I don't feel like it has quite enough stories to sustain itself for the runtime. And, like, it sort of, like, runs out of, like, new things to show you. And it just sort of start. I feel like it falls back on doing something of the same things over and over again. Uh, so I sort of, and then it picks up a, again a little bit more towards the end, I think. But, like, I feel like that middle hour is, like, a little bit tricky for me in terms of, like, being like, okay, I, like, like what like i'm a little bit like what else you got like what else is going on um and yeah and and like yeah the the songs like i don't know like it's it does the thing where people like start talking the lyrics before they start singing them of the famous songs uh a couple of times and i feel like that doesn't really work um and i also feel like by a couple like, of times be- it's generous Sure. Um, and then it uh, it also, like, the way that it handles the songs is, like, it be, it's, like, these mashups, right, where it's, like, cutting right to, like, the famous parts of the songs or, like, the big hooky lines or whatever and all the songs. And I feel like that leads to a lot of the music feeling really misshapen and all sort of pitched at one level. And it doesn't have, like, a real, like, like, it doesn't have the flow that I 
often desire out of like a nice like well-crafted <clears throat> musical number in the middle of a of a thing it's just like throwing everything at you all at once uh and like it's like we're just gonna do the best parts and it's all gonna be a uh, high hype level um I feel like uh, that's... so so i i struggle with that a little bit I feel like you just described Lerman's approach to filmmaking generally. Yeah. <laughs> just it's what funny. of movies, but only the best parts. <laughs> yeah. It's funny to think about Lerman's trajectory. Cause like strictly ballroom is maybe my favorite movie of his. Mm-hmm. And it's like not restrained, but he's obviously not going as big as he does with like the speed ramping of like mm. characters running around, which like he develops a bit in Romeo and Juliet and then obviously has like every dial pushed all the way up for Moulin Rouge. <laughs> right. Um, but it is a fun thing of like, you know, Strictly Ballroom is like very gorgeous looking and there's like, he indulges in these like glitzy, gauzy, like sparkly images of these people dancing and, um, and Romeo and Juliet, it's like, I don't know how you would even put it because it is like this sort of gritty reboot of <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, but also MTVified. Like, right? That's a good way. And yeah. it, it's, but I mean, uh, it, that one is like so fun and cool, <laughs> and uh, also just like very like energetic and enjoyable. And I feel like that is something that I saw. It's a very, like, I have, we were talking a little bit before we recorded uh, that I have, like, dense histories with both of these movies. Um, Moulin Rouge less so, but this is to say, like, in high school, whenever I, like, read Romeo and Juliet as part of some, like, English class, we watched the Lerman version, and I'm like, this is so sick. <laughs> Their guns say sword on them. <laughs> they sure <laughs> do. Uh, like, Jamie Kennedy's here. This is epic. Uh, and I'm, like, freaking out. And then, you know, two years later, I, I watched Moulin Rouge in a class in high school. And I'm like, this blows. I hate this. Oh my God. It's so annoying. <laughs> and, like, my take for years had been, like, yeah, I like the Lerman stuff. I think Great Gatsby's, like, cool. I think Romeo plus Juliet's great. Like Moulin Rouge obviously isn't very good. (laughs) And I watched it December of last year for the first time in like whatever, 10 years and uh, thought it was incredible. I mean, it's just a movie like we're saying that does everything all at once, but I think it works to the sort of romantic nature of all of the movie where it's like, you are getting everything sort of sensory overload thrown at you to where your defenses are broken down. And it's like when I watched the movie Popeye, which I don't know if we've ever talked about, I maybe plugged it once. Um, there's this sort of level of everyone coming together and like very like earnestly making this thing of like, mm. we're making the Popeye movie and like Robin Williams talks like Popeye and has like huge, forearms or whatever and there's a scene where everyone's singing about like food and i like broke down (laughs) crying because it's like one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen and the same sort of thing happens when i watch moulin rouge and it's the scene where they're pitching to the duke their show and it's like they've sort of got caught in a lie and they sort of like are just trying to like improvise this thing (laughs) but it's like obviously there's some sort of blend to it where it's so like intricate, intricately designed on Lerman's end where it's like, they have little cutaways to everyone in these costumes and it is like, just so like 
particular, but then also there's a scrappiness to it and an earnestness to it of just like, we're trying to put this show together and I like find it so beautiful. And then the, the things that I didn't like about it when I saw it when I was younger, like the sort of uh, very pointedly, I was like this scene where they sing Roxanne sucks. And now I'm oh like, this God. is incredible. It's Idiot. so, good. That's like, that it's is so like, beautiful. Oh. That's such a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're crazy. A, we all have bad a, takes in high school. Yeah. Um, what a movie. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I do just, I think the movie is like incredible at playing everything so high, uh, but also leading to a sense of realism almost, where it's like, I feel, I mean, because it's like the thing of, you know, classic musicals, like obviously it's trying to sort of tip its hat to like Manelli. And you just are beaten down like sensory overload mm. to where you can't even think about like what's happening. And it's just like <laughs> you fall in love with whatever is on screen. Like the scene where he sings Elton John at her and then like the moon comes in to sing with him. I'm like, this is incredible. I can't, I <laughs> literally zero notes. <laughs> um, I might have some notes. I'm a little on Andy's yeah. and where it's like, Everything after the scene where they pitch uh, the musical right. to the Duke and before Tango the Roxanne, I'm like, that's a, that's like a lot of nothing to me. It's just like hitting. No, the same what point. he does like come a up, May? Uh, yeah. It's like hitting the same point over and over. But it's like the stuff. Broadbent like is stuff so that good. Hit. Broadbent's good. Broadbent is like a guy who clearly relished the opportunity, like somebody who told him he couldn't go big enough. It's just like. Yeah, that's the whole thing, though. So good. <laughs> no, I mean he's good in it. He's is he my favorite? That sounds insane to say, but I guess he's my favorite performance. In he it. might be my favorite, which is saying a lot because I love Ewan and um, Nicole so much. What the about Duke Johnny Lake? John Leguizamo is the trick. <laughs> he's he's good. I'm not like into the Johnny whole like Johnny Leguizamo thing. So, um, <laughs> snow the past, but. Uh, <laughs> The movie, I, the thing is, I rem- I'm almost the opposite of Colin when, when, like, the first time I watched Mulan Rouge, I remember being like, oh, no, this is incredible. It's crazy that he got to make this. This is incredible. I really like this. And now this time I watched it, I found myself a little more exhausted by it. It's like, you say you're, like, it, it knocks your defenses down, but I just felt like I was getting punched over and over again. <laughs> and I was just like, I would like to have my defenses back up again at certain points. <laughs> but I do think it. Like, it nails the ending. I always have loved the Tango de Roxanne part. I think it's just, like, a very good, well-crafted number. But it's, like, sometimes I think it going big all the time works, and sometimes I think it going big all the time is a little too much. Like, I think sometimes I'm just like, well, I like to see dancing, but then this is just, like, speed ramping, shooting all over the dance. I can't see anything. I feel like... A lot of the stuff just yeah. blends together t- for me in a way that I can't do it. I do think its use of song. I do like its use of the songs better than Andy. I think. I think it does like mm. a pretty decent job of like trying to like shape those songs in, out of clay into like in, into something that like serves the narrative and serves the like sort of crazy Gonzo style that I think Colin was describing of just like yeah, it turns all of this into something that is so emotionally insane that you sort of have to buy into it that even mcgregor would start every fourth sentence with saying the lyrics to like the five most famous love songs of all time because that's yeah. the only way that character knows how to talk i, I was mostly thinking about Eowyn the whole time though he's, he's got a crazy career big fan of his career crazy that he got to do you mcgregor yeah yeah 
Yeah, cool guy. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just I do like, think he's, yeah, he's really good in it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's just like his leading man career of just like him doing like velvet gold mine this train spotting down with vlog into, into the prequels like like all of that stuff is just like good for him that he got to do all that stuff yeah. i mean yeah what's your take on it kt um my take is that okay i feel like actually i could have been an andy um where wow. yeah i so like i watched <laughs> our greatest curse recent <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I watched. <laughs> Before, but I turned my life around. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be an honor. Um, I I watched this on Valentine's Day. I was like, all right, like romantic movie. Um, and I hadn't seen it in a while, and I it was kind of like a thing. I was like, oh, I really ought to rewatch this. Um, and I think I saw it for the first time in high school, and I was like equally like blown away and like you know just obsessed with it for a bit. Um. And then I think I showed it to my brother um, sometime in between then and now and hadn't seen it again since then. Um, but, yeah, I was, like, you know, like, the first, like, I guess, I don't even know if it's, like, 15 minutes or half an hour because so much happens. But I could see it just being, like, 15 minutes of, you know, just, like, meeting Ewan and the Moulin Rouge and, like, that first Diamond Dog sequence. And then all mm. the stuff in the elephant is just, like, like, crazy astounding. And I feel like all the greatest hits are happening, right? Um, in a sense that, like, they're literally playing the greatest hits, and I feel like they're some of the greatest hits of the movie. Um, and then it kind of calms down, um, and the movie was kind of, like, you know, meandering along, and I was watching it, and I was like, oh, is this, like, not as good as I thought it was? Um, but then, like, the last ten minutes, I think, like, from when, like, uh, Satine kind of breaks it off with Ewan, I was like, mm-hmm. alright, I should, what's his name in the movie? Um, Christian? Christian, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I, I feel like I should use his name, not Ewan McGregor's name. Um, she, from, from, like, when she breaks it off with him and then they sing um, The Show Must Go On, is it? The Queen song? Um, I was like, yeah. no. It was like it was like a, um, a Griffin Newman first coined this, like, slot machine moment where it all just, like, started coming out. And I was like, oh, no. Like, this is just, like, great, 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 great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the ending is incredible. It just, yeah. yeah again, it's just... Lerman playing all the hits. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's my thought. I love. I I also uh, I do disagree with you, Andy. Though, like I think the music. I don't know. I am a fan of jukebox musicals generally. Um, maybe I'm a schmuck for it, but I like I like these songs. Who's I want to hear them. <laughs> I like I like it when people sing the songs. So you know, if yeah. I go to something, I'm like, yeah, sure. The story can be thin. Um, but I'm sitting exactly. there like, I'm like, they're playing a song and I, you know, I like that song. So it, I fall into the, uh, into their hands. I'm like, this Putty. is the Mamma Mia thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, Mamma Mia. Is it a great movie? Who can say? But I believe that <laughs> when I watch it, I have the best time have and I listen yeah. to uh, 13 of my favorite ABBA yeah. songs. And I'm exactly. like, they don't really sing them well, but I can't either. So it's like, <laughs> we're all friends <laughs> and I'm just screaming like. You yeah. know, voulez-vous or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I agree with Emilio in that, like, they, I think they picked the songs extremely well. And I yeah. think almost, I think an issue, though, with a lot of jukebox musicals is that you can kind of, like, pick a song that will maybe have a verse or a chorus that is extremely relevant to what you're trying to convey with the story. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it is kind of a burden. And then, the you know, the, the writer or, like, the people, like, working at the plot be like, how do we fit, you know, these extra verses into... 
mm-hmm. um, what the story we're trying to tell. And I think kind of the genius of using so many medleys and stuff um, kind of avoids that because you can just yeah. cherry pick exactly what you want to convey and then like ignore everything else, which I feel like a lot yeah. of jukebox musicals end up, they feel beholden to the songs they're using in a way. Um, yeah. We'll maybe talk about that with Across the Universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and also like in sort of talking about both of the movies and like, because when we pick them, they weren't as like thematically linked in my mind as like, they're obviously both musicals. They're obviously both jukebox musicals, but like, they're both going for such a specific aesthetic of like their director's yeah. pure vision. And yeah. uh, I think Lerman, I don't know if it's just a, I don't know what it is that he's able to do, but he makes it in a way that I think is much more enjoyable. Even yes. though there are like some incredible sequences in Across the Universe still. Um, and we'll talk about like where I stand on that movie, <laughs> but um, Moulin Rouge, I feel like, I mean, they just he is able to make things that almost work like in a vacuum more than uh, what's it called Across the Universe does with like Across the Universe like almost exclusively playing like one song at a time mm-hmm. as their numbers, and like you're saying, uh, Moulin Rouge does these medleys, and it's like. It it's just the whole thing of this movie is like it almost shouldn't work, but it works like gangbusters, I think. And it's like, yeah, for whatever reason, Jim Broadbent like spinning this guy around singing like a virgin is like the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, the, I mean, I also I want to clarify something. Wait, I want to clarify something. Casey said it's like I don't know if I think the song choice is great, but I do think that he does okay. a good job of, of just being like, yeah, I'm just going to use this part from this one and I'll cut. It's like, we, I'm not beholden to anything. I, I'm just, I'm attached to these songs as much as I want to be attached to them. And I, don't, and, I don't, and I can just like cut away from one thing and then cut into another thing. Like the beginning medley when it's, they're just playing like smells like teen spirit into like voulez-vous. Oh, and so just, good. I, I'm like, I love come that. on. But, uh, no, it's yeah. fun. No, it's good. Oh, they're all marching in. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, that I like, I, but but like when you come to something like the Elephant Love Medley, it's just like I don't know. Well, it just say, starts Andy. to feel like they're like <laughs> throwing, they're just reciting bumper stickers at each other. Like it's like like oh it it cuts each section, <laughs> each phrase, like song so short that it's just like you're not actually saying anything here. This is like you're not saying anything about love really. Like it's just like it's just generic like aphorisms about love that they're saying at each other. And, like, I guess there's, like, a world in which, like, you can read that as, like, somewhat intentional or, like, thematic or whatever about how they're, like, young and in love and, like, they're they're discovering this stuff and they, like, don't know how to articulate it really. But it just sort of leaves me flat of, like, oh, like, great, like, I recognize all these, like, so- like the, a lot of these songs are nice, I guess, but, like, you're not really saying anything here. I but... think it's, I read something that uh, Lerman said, like, that, Christian is supposed to be, right, like, he's, like, kind of, like, you know, like, just spurting off all this stuff off the cuff, right? And he's, like, this young writer. Right. Um, and I, and he kind of said that his intention with that was that, you know, like, this guy is so modern, you know, it's, like, 1900 Paris, but this man is, like, predicting all the great love songs of the 20th century, almost in a way. Right. Um, so, so uh, but, yeah, I don't know, like, so it sounds, obviously it sounds, like, pastiche to us, but, you know, 
Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I can definitely like see that interpretation as like a defense, but also I think Lerman is like definitely using them to be like, this man is just like the best writer ever. Like imagine if one man came up with right. all of these crazy, like some of the best like love song lyrics of all time. Yeah. yeah. I'll admit some like of those songs, to... but I'll leave that. <laughs> it's just like a way to be like, I mean, maybe it's, uh, it's like good pandering. <laughs> like I recognize it and it makes me excited. It's like, Hey, I know that. Yeah. It's like the beautiful brave angel sequence from Aloha <laughs> where they play all these clips of it all these me. things that it we know. <laughs> no, 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 no. And everyone stay with me. Everyone. <laughs> but I'm saying this is the same thing where like, it, I feel like a criticism of that is like, Oh, it's so obvious. He's like playing all these clips of like, people like being whatever nice to each other like mm. it's just easy like pandering but it works for some people and like it especially works on me and like sure. I me do too. think that um in Moulin Rouge it works well just because it is on par with like the height of everything else like I like if you am I like is this actually just like romantic to see these people say these things Maybe, like, if I look at it, you know, under a microscope, no. But, like, in the moment, you're caught up, and it's like, I know this song, I know what they're saying, they're two, like, attractive people looking at each other. <laughs> it's just, like, everything going well at the same time, like, can hide any bruise or whatever. Right. Maybe. And then I think I th- it, I, it helps I, come what may stand out more later as well, which is the one, like, big original song from the show, or movie, sure. rather. Yeah, sure. I think Ewan sells it. I think he does, like... I think he's yeah. earnest enough to, like, sell a lot of it, which is why I think the movie is still, like, pretty good. But... I don't know. Tango de Roxanne is good. I I watch that and listen to that all the time. I feel like that's, like, when the movie really sings for me in terms of... recontextualizing the song, building an interesting tense sequence like building up to going really big and all of these scenes cross-cutting each other throwing in different elements mm. from other music uh using its ensemble well i do think like sometimes it can lean too much into the central stuff and like lose a lot of the craziness around them another and, uh, across the universe comment <laughs> yeah yeah if, I mean, it's we're talking about Moulin Rouge right now because it's like I certainly have problems with it, but I pr- basically have all those problems, but maybe bigger with Across the Universe. So I may be saving it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, there's should we should we transition yeah. into talking? Does anyone wait. have any closing thoughts about Moulin Rouge? I do want to ask Andy, have you or do you yeah. have opinions on the stage production? Yeah, so uh, I have not <laughs> seen it. Uh, it. It's you know, it's it was. It played Boston, like, 2017, I think, and then, like, it opened on Broadway, like, in the season that got cut short by the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, and then, like, eventually won the Best Musical Tony uh, at that long-delayed Tony ceremony, and it's, like, back up and running now. Um, I'm so happy Danny Burstein won a Tony for it, because it's great that he finally has a Tony. But um, I have listened to the cast album a couple of times, and I think it is fun. It is a fun cast album. They have, like... Up to, like they've updated the score a lot like and right. added a lot of stuff that has come out since the release of the movie uh, and I think a lot of that stuff works pretty well um, there's like a fun like version of Chandelier that I really like there's like a, they do like um, 
what is it? It's like uh, raise your glass and shut up and dance with me, like mashup and stuff. That's like fun. <laughs> oh no! Um, but that like it's abysmal. <laughs> I mean, it's it seems like about on par with like the rest of the yeah, songs. Yeah, but those the songs movie. I was a kid when they came on eighty, so they're good. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> those songs yeah. I was old and they suck. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, like they like they really sing them really well. Obviously, like Aaron Tveit, I have right. I mean, he's great. Like, yeah, I've well, I mean, I've. Are you not a Tveit fan? He's so bland. I he's so boring to me. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I saw him in Next to Normal. I saw him in Catch Me If You Can. He's there's a Catch Me If You Can musical. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. <laughs> um, I saw him in the uh, West Side Story when he was just on like the national tour, um, like in oh. the, in the he was he was one of the uh, Jets, and I was like, this sure. guy, this guy's a standout, and he wasn't anybody, you know, like I guess I, I guess they all have names, but you know, he wasn't like right. Tony or Rip or anything. He was like action or something. But I was like, like, yeah, I was like, this guy, who's this guy? And then sure. like. Les Mis came out like a year later or something, and I was like, that's the that's guy. right. He's in Les. I think he's good in Les Mis. Um, uh, I do, and then like him being on like a USA show felt like perfect. Like this is exactly the right lane for this guy to be a la- a, a lead was... on like a USA Blue Sky drama or whatever. Oh, is it like a um, yeah? Okay, is one of the I don't remember. Is like sure. you know, what, okay. um, drama. Uh, but yeah, so so I like I think it seems cool. I like it's I it's it's not selling tickets at prices where I'm like I'll go see it right now. Mm. Uh, but like. If one day I got, like, a reasonably priced ticket, I think it would be fun. I really like Alex Timbers, who's the director of the stage version. Like, okay. I've liked a lot of his work. Oh, he did Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. That was sort of his big breakout. Uh, he did Rocky the Musical, Rocky Das Musical. Uh, and um, he did Beetlejuice, uh, the musical. with Beetlejuice, ah, okay. I, I, I like a lot. Right. Um, and he's really inventive. He he also, he, he directed, he, like, did the, like, staging for Oh, Hello on Broadway. Um, which, ah. like, ha- like if you've seen on Netflix, has, like, right. that really fun, like, coup de, coup, coup de theater, like, where the, the, like, tuna thing comes down and is really right. fun. Um, so, yeah, he's, like, really fun and visually inventive, and I think he's, like, a good natural sensibility fit for the material. Right. I think, you know, it's pro- they probably have made it, like, even sillier and goofier than it is in the, in the movie. Uh, yeah, that's what I... I've, that can't I think be I've... possible. And yet, no, because like I guess I I've heard like mixed things actually from people, yeah, other people I talk to, um, but I think most of the people I've talked to are really big fans of the movie, um, and have less appreciation for like the changes the musical makes, um, and right. like how silly it goes. So okay, interesting. Yeah. It's it's playing in London now. Uh, I feel like I should oh say. yeah. Yeah, um, and I mean, like the set. Like obviously, I've seen like pictures of the set and stuff, and it's like incredible. Like, right, there's, like, right. And like they put an elephant in one of the boxes and stuff, and like there's a oh live windmill on stage and stuff. Like it's like crazy. Can you believe um, I was about to ask what the theater is called in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I can. That seems like a classic Emilio Google blunder, where he's like Moulin Rouge Theater. <laughs> and Google's um, like, I don't know what to do with you here, bud. Yes. Hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, if any listeners have seen the show, please reach out and let us know what you thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would certainly love to hear what someone who has eyewitnessed it uh, has, has thought about it. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Across right. the universe. Oh, Six boy. years later, we've, we're have we done with Cannes, and now we're in the great city of Toronto. Great right, right north, eh? Toronto. Exactly. <laughs> 
and we are watching the premiere of Across the Universe, a Beatles jukebox musical directed by Julie Taymor, with such stars as Jim Sturgis and Joe Anderson and Evan Rachel Wood. Woo! Joe Anderson, that's think? the other guy's name? He's Maxwell. He is. <laughs> He's, he's the awesome. best Twilight? performance in the movie. <laughs> uh, no, whoa, 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 so whoa, 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 We're at Tiff. Do you go to the movie to, like, go to it? No, I, I did not. No, I I only discovered this movie li- much later. Um, and I was like, sure, there's a freaking sure. Beatles musical and nobody told me about it? Yeah. Which has been my so, energy yeah. <laughs> always. Um, Maybe that attitude is yeah. why people didn't tell you about it. <laughs> well, nobody knows about this movie. I okay, so I is that true? That's that is very. It true. is like a very cult true movie for sure. It's a cult like, movie, it's... but every I I know many a Beatle fan who I've been like, do you know Across the Universe? And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? They're like the song. And I'm like, no, 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 the movie. <laughs> um, and they go, there's a waha. Wh- like it's <laughs> um, they never do. Yeah. I yeah, that's crazy because when this came out. I was very hyped for it, and I was, like, not even really a Beatles fan. I had, like, there's a, they did the Beatles, I want to say it was called, like, Beatles 1. Um, that album that everyone yeah. had on iTunes. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. And I was, like, listen to that, which I think they did, like, medleys on that also. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, was, like, marginally into the Beatles. And then this movie was coming out, and I was, like, I would see the trailer a lot, and I was. Like, I also this would looks see the crazy. trailer a lot. I have a, I have a memory. What's the trailer like? The trailer starts with him singing "Girl" at the camera. Okay, so and like then they the have movie. like, yeah, they have like cut-ins of them singing "Hey Jude" at the end, and sure. then like uh, the, them all like running and jumping around. Well, the uh, thing, the thing is, I think I remember the TV spots. And I remember the TV spots seeming cool because it was like this like nice thirty second cut. But today, I watched the trailer trying to remember if I remembered that. And they truly, it's like the, it's almost like the same problems as the movie, like in two minutes where they hit like nine songs. <laughs> it's incoherent. <laughs> it's all over the place. I believe the the <laughs> famous line where he says that Evan Rachel Wood has perfect teeth is in the trailer. Yeah, wow. it is. Um, and is then... that a famous line? That is just, I remember that I've seen this trailer so many it's times that I remember it. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> and I've also seen, like, the first 20 minutes of this movie because I loved it as a kid and I would turn it on when I went to sleep. <laughs> and I would always fall asleep, like, after with a little help from my friends. Um, but uh, I'd seen this movie so many times that I was, like, I said this on Letterboxd that I was, like, hyped for when The Tempest was coming out. Because I was like, holy <laughs> shit, there's a new Julie Taymor movie. <laughs> it looks insane. And then I never saw it because, like, everyone said it sucked or whatever. Uh, and it's got, like, Russell Brand in it. Um, you should see it. Eh, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, don't really. I mean, yeah. Uh, Why not? I bet Julie Taymor probably... is always serving up some interesting yeah. bullshit, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if The Tempest is better than Across the Universe, certainly. Well, um, whoa, 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 easy, whoa. easy. Um, this Let's is to ta- say that uh, I can't really look at this movie hyper-objectively, because I'm like, I've seen it so many times, it hits all the, the things that I do remember and like, where I'm like, simply, I like the song, and they're singing it, but also, 
it is just like the most obvious shit. <laughs> and it is, but where they're like, "Hey, dude," I was like, "Hey, oh Maxwell, God. pick up I that think... silver hammer." And I'm like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> like when I was watching the movie, I had never heard any of these songs. Oh my God, this was like my only Beatles. Yeah, the exposure. deeper, the deeper you go into Beatles lore, the more it begins to unfurl yeah. in front of you. It's like, yeah. Hi, like my name's Sadie. Andy, how much did you get? Because you don't really. So right, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. Like I don't listen so, to popular just, music. I, yeah, yeah, right. So I don't. Listen. But, like, I mean, I certainly... You fucking... I don't own a TVS. (laughs) I'm not better than anyone, certainly. Um, uh, So, like, obviously, Uh, like... You know we call it pop music now, ain't (laughs) You don't have to say the whole word. (laughs) Obviously, like, Chekhov's Jude, like, I was well aware that, like, was, like, hanging over the whole movie. I was like, they're gonna sing the song Hey Jude at some point. Like, Uh is it gonna happen now? Is it gonna happen now? And then it's, like, an hour and 55 minutes into this two hour and 13 minute movie when they finally sing it's hey like Jude. the climax like, yeah right the movie is long i can't deny no, that it's, it's very long. long literally is long it's it so goes long. by like a breeze I agree. what are you talking about, about? <laughs> holy <laughs> shit they're already <laughs> i am the walrus <laughs> um i think up to that point i think up to that point it has energy i think most of the stuff past like the psychedelic period i'm like this is <sighs> no, just yeah, so like, long this is just so much stuff. i I feel like I'm probably the biggest across universe defender on this call. Um, and I also just, like, I'm not into Beatles psychedelia, like, that phase mm-hmm. of their career I mean, either. But that's when, like, it loses me. That's when I'm like, I'm like, all right, all right, do we need to do this? Do we need to do this? I, I, mean, I, don't, know if I'm, um, I don't know if I'm into the music that much, but I think it is, like, when the movie is right. going full Gonzo, Julie Tamer bullshit. No, ex- exactly. I, like, I mean, it's yeah. it's a combination. And I, I like the songs they do play in that section. Well, I don't know. I'm the walrus. I can maybe live without. But, like... Um, you know, benefit of Mr. Kite and stuff. I'm like into all that, yeah. but I don't like. It's like it's, it Fucking is like Julie Bono. going full tilt with the puppets. Um, yeah, Bono, and then the the circus, which, yeah, uh, and then yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, I so which is to say, like I recognized maybe like a quarter to a third of the songs. Maybe that's so funny. Uh, like a lot of them, I was like, I don't know what this is. Uh, so you were like, this isn't it. Were you like this? Is this even a jukebox musical? You're like, this. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, because the songs made no sense, and in to, for the characters to be singing them. So I was like, oh, whatever, okay. Um, I got really excited, of course, when all the parents showed up, and it was Bill Irwin and Linda Emmond and Dylan Baker. I was like, yeah. "Ooh, are they gonna like do a number?" And then they don't ever do a number. Um, but let's <laughs> can can I talk about Julie Taymor for a minute about like please, her please go sort on. of yeah, like please. so Julie Taymor, obviously like uh, enormously famous like theater director. She sort of she um, studied. She famously like f- studied like masks and puppetry in Indonesia, which like I think ah, comes into this movie a bit. It. Like there's a lot of like mask and puppet work that is okay. like yeah, that's the I've always, I've always wondered. Roots. Yeah, yeah, I which I think all like works pretty well. Like her like the design aesthetic I think is very cool, uh, and she obviously like she did a lot of like Shakespeare and classical stuff and like really made her name doing that stuff and then Disney taps her to adapt the Lion King to stage which is like an enormous success like it is a Changes critical and commercial <laughs> it's yeah it's like yeah. the Lion King musical on stage is like I believe the stat is like it's the single most profitable like entertainment product yeah. ever like it's yeah it's like and like critics love it I've seen it 
twice. I saw it like in high school and then the tour came around again a couple years ago here. It's like, it's really just jaw like it's, it's so undeniable. This is the Lion King on stage. Like it's I just it. so good. <laughs> I saw it in like 2001 or two in yeah. London mm-hmm. and don't really remember it. I was very young, but uh, yeah. Never seen I remember that. going and like, I think I fell asleep during it, uh, much like I did at Venom, Let There Be Carnage in 4DX. Wow. <laughs> what part did you fall asleep at? Do you remember? No no memory. I mean, okay, I was okay. very young. Yeah. Um, but, like, that obviously, like, incorporates a lot of her, like, avant-garde theater stuff, because, like, she's sure, like, yeah. how do you how bring do you animals, animals to life yeah. on stage? She does a lot of puppetry, cool, really cool puppetry shit, a lot of cool mask stuff. Um, like, it's really, like, it's really, like, this, like, beautiful, like, pure theatrical like experience that is also like enormously commercial commercially viable like sure yeah because it's lying it's like right yeah um so like it just hits like all quadrants and like will never and stop um uh unless there's another pandemic but uh she sort of uses that to transition to movies a little bit right she she breaks out with titus which is like a nasty movie, right? Like I Titus gotta see that one. That poster with Anthony Hopkins with the blue paint. Yeah, I've never mm-hmm. seen it. Uh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen her other movies. Uh, yeah, I've only I ever seen it across the universe. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so like, and then she makes Frida, which is mm-hmm. like a pretty big right. Oscar movie. Uh, that's in two thousand two, and then this is like her next movie, which is like five years later. And I don't know if she even does any, like, major stage work in between, really. Like, she does, I think, some a couple of, like, operas and stuff. But, like, she is not, like, being super prolific at, the, at this time. And I and I sort of get the impression that this is, like, a big passion project that she's trying to, like, Yeah, I was going to say, I feel being. like this was in the docket for a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would have to be a project. And then, like, this movie... Absolutely. Like who would right. make this movie if they didn't just fucking it was a, love it was the just Beatles. a paycheck job? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> her heart. Yeah, wasn't they in were it. begging her, Julie, take all these Beatles songs and make them incomprehensible. <laughs> Julie, no one will make this Beatles musical okay. for us. Help. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, and then like obviously after like this isn't doesn't do very well. Uh, 2010 is a real rough year for her because it's both The Tempest and Spider Man Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> oh man, happened <laughs> in the same year. Uh, which is a famous debacle, which I have seen on stage. I saw, I saw the version <laughs> where like, the guy wow. died. <laughs> no, I saw the version before she, but like that was like I saw it like two months before they like shut Retooled down to it. retool it post mm-hmm. her firing. So, so you I saw, saw the like vision. her vision, which had what? like some gorgeous stage pictures in it. Like it that... opened with like a bunch of actors in silk like like swings. And, like, it pulls them out and forward, and then it releases them. And as they're swinging back and forth, big cloth comes, like, up from the bottom of the stage. And it's, like, a giant, like, weave happening live in front of you on stage. And, like, Spider-Man really does, like, fly swing out over the audience. And the Green Goblin flies out over the audience. Like, there's a lot of really cool stuff in that. And, obviously, I she gets blamed for all the problems with it, which is dumb um mm. it's like so many of those problems were not her fault uh um but but yeah and and then like she's since then like she's done a production like she did a midsummer night stream production that i think was pretty well received uh she's done a couple of plays uh and then she finally put out another movie she uh last glorious, year the glory right? oh right the yeah. glory uh, is on which amazon and i haven't watched came it which is also like famously <laughs> long as hell yes yeah um, um 
So yeah, that's just a little Julie Taymor sidebar. Oh, but yeah, to talk sure. about like this yeah. movie specifically, yeah, I mean, I was definitely aware of it at the time. Like I said, it was my senior year of high school. I was in the theater scene, obviously, and there were um, <laughs> at my school. Um, I had everyone was buzzing about my performance. More recent Beauty and the Beast the previous um, year, yeah. um, uh, and like so, there are definitely like I knew theater kids who like were like that movie is incredible. Like who were mm-hmm. like like this movie is like like it's so like you won't believe it. And I never saw it until yesterday. Wow. Uh, and, they don't say yeah. that song in this one. And you love it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's so long. It's, like, and, like, the character, like, and, the, like, it's, like, it, it's just, like, it's really biting off more than it can chew, I feel like. It's just <laughs> yeah. Trying yeah. to, yeah. Trying to tell yeah. the story of the 60s. Yeah, yeah you mean this movie should have also... tried to be Ken Burns' The 60s? <laughs> yeah. My brother's take on this is that this movie is trying to be every type of 60s movie all at once. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It does not and, like, that. it turns into hair for a while for some reason. And, like, it, like I, I don't know. I want to turn into hair, too. I like hair. But, I mean, uh, I, I, I just do <laughs> hair. Hair's much better than this. Um, well, you can do a hair remake. Um, no, I, I, but I, I, yeah, I mean, this is the only Tamor thing I've seen, um, but I have to admire it for, like, how much she wants to do and how much she does get done. And there's so many loose threads. I feel like, any you know, anybody besides the three main characters of Lucy, Jude, and Max are kind of, like, just there and, like, she revisits sure. them when she wants to. Um, and when she feels the need to, like, do a song that, the main trio can't do. Um, But I I have to admire the audacity. It's kind of like my take on it. And then, yeah, I'm a big Beatles fan. So I'm like, I'm not going to complain when they like cut to the Detroit riots and sing, let it be, Um, you know, well, it's very sad. (laughs) You are? I mean, it was probably a poor poor song to pick. I mean, that is biting off more than it can do. That's like the height of it. Tasteless. But I think, it's like I, it's you know like think reimagining let it be as this kind of like gospel song i think is like really interesting but yeah. then the movie doesn't ever really return to that which i think is the problem no, yeah. no that yeah. it's it, not it, interested it in just, that character at all no. it is a i mean it's just a mixtape movie it's like it here are my favorite beatles songs videos. and yeah. then it's like here, trying to do the music video thing yeah and like, right and like some of the music videos i think are good and interesting like, like what well, okay that, does anyone have a favorite number that they can say off the top yes. of their head yes Andy, Amelia? I mean, visually, it's the army one. I don't know oh, what the song. Of course, is. I want you to of see course so heavy. it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think that song is pick. good, but I think that like the like the the production of it is oh, good. The first time With I the saw the them carrying chiseled soldiers. Yeah, faces. the mask again. Yeah, so scary. Yeah, hmm. Amelia, do you have one? Hmm. I think my favorite we'll like, you. number is "Benefit of Mr. Kite." Wow. Okay. Like, okay. That one's also like pretty how, scary. Yeah, I right. like how that scary it's got a lot of cool masks shit. and shit. Yeah, that yeah. one it like as it a not, like it. the stinky cheese man. You know, like it's okay. Yeah, I, that's I what I like about it. Sidebar: I think this movie is very like post Moulin Rouge as well. Like I, because I, I, I watched Moulin Rouge like two weeks ago, or whatever. Um, and then I was like watching this throughout the day. Like there's there's so many like old like baby boomer. Um, people in this who are I'm like like when I watch it, my parents they're like ah oh, it's that guy and I was like I do yeah. not know who this man is um there's a lot of good sequences I have no beef with the sequences it's more just like I think the movie has a weird balance of how much like story it's trying to do versus the sequences and that it's yeah. like it the amount just like the balance of it is so off that it's just like 
anytime they try to do the story, I'm like, this is like so little. This is like so thin, and yeah. and that it just feels like it's like it feels annoying when they're cutting away from the sequences, which is not what you want. That sure. To be. Yeah. 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 Do you have a Colin, favorite uh, number, Katie? Yeah, it's um, I've just seen a face, like hands down. Yep, correct. Yep. The bowling alley. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that one's good. That one's that's good. The, the, bowling the bowling alley. alley. The bowling alley sequence. Oh, which the bowling is just alley. Like, yeah, sure. I feel like that's when the movie like first kind of opens up into this kind of like big, ma- not magical realism, but you know, but it's the first time it's like very, the colors, like, the colors, yeah. and like you know, them like sliding down the alleyways and like jumping, the jumping. Oh my god. Um, it's so sick. It's so that good. it was when I was like, this movie still slaps. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, one can tell me is, it otherwise. I, mean, and I then think it's I have like, a point on my notes here. Um, this movie is so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah, like Amelia was saying, that is sort of like not the tragedy of this movie because like who cares? But it's like <laughs> that is what is wrong with it. It's like everything in between the songs is so just like it's like half. Or it's, like, all just, like, fan service sort of bullshit of, like, <laughs> we're going to be, like, um, I mean, yeah. truly, I, they're, like, who's that girl? And they're, like, yeah. she came in through the bathroom window. Yeah. Eh? yeah. Which is, like, some, like yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's I got a line from a song. That makes sense. That yeah. It's, the it's, it's a, a whole song. It's a whole song about a girl Literally every the piece window. of script is a name of a song, basically. <laughs> or, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, there's, I mean, there's, like, the one I mean, cutaway like, scene of, like, Max banging on a hat, like, banging on so um, a fan or something. And... It's. I think like uh, Sadie imparts some information, um, and he's like, uh, yeah. "All right," and he just continues banging away. And it's because yeah. Andy, if you did not know, there is a song called Maxwell's Silver Hammer. Sure. Yeah. I've, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. They yeah. Don't, but they don't do that that song in the movie. At all. They no, don't because play that there's song no way to do it because no, it's about a, it, it so is about insane. a boy who has a silver hammer and kills people. Which is also like a line. Like I think they say like at the yeah because they're not stretching for like, the rest of yeah. the songs. Also, oh to no make no, it's when it's when they move in. Yeah, it's when they move yeah, into Sadie's apartment. Yeah, she's like, you could kill a bunch of people with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, ha ah. Yeah. Okay, wait, Andy, let's... How many... Uh, Andy, do you know which of the characters are named after Beatles songs? I'm just curious. Like, Well, what? obviously Jude is Hey Jude, and Lucy uh-huh. is Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Now you know Maxwell. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, who else they we got? We got... Prudence. Prudence, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. That's, that's TV Carpio also, who I saw... In Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark. As, oh, sure. oh, I didn't realize she was in that. Okay. Uh, yes. Good for her. Um, she replaced someone who got injured. <laughs> uh, there's Sadie. She's Julie, the sexy one. <laughs> uh, Tamor's like going through her uh, contacts. She's like, all right, yeah. I'm gonna call up. Um, yeah, that's all I got. And then like, I guess like, I assume like Bill Irwin's like Uncle Teddy or something. I assume that's a reference to something. I don't know um, if it is actually. Maybe to like Hard Days Night, like the uncle characters named that. Who maybe. knows? Sure, but everything could be something. No, it's just like I talked to, uh, about with uh, with KT about this yesterday, where it's like one of my bigger problems with the movie is also that it's just like I think sometimes in the past I have exaggerated my position of being not into the Beatles. I think the Beatles are a fine band, <laughs> but I think I think to fully get in this movie's wavelength, you need to fucking love the Beatles. You need to be like, anytime they reference fucking anything, any song they play, any fucking visual thing, you need to be like, oh, I get that and I like that and I just cannot get there with this movie. Yeah, and that's, that that's is, the... But that's the opposite of what happened to me. <laughs> As I was like, this movie rips and then I like, Beatles Rock Band came out two years later. I was like, I do like this band a lot. <laughs> I was like, all these songs sound different than they do in the movie. Where's like the breakdown that usually happens? And... uh the now you know 
that's like the Beatles pilling that happened. Yeah. Because yeah. I've also seen Love, speaking of people spinning around. In same silk. choreographer. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's the uh, same guy. And he also did Spider-Man oh, of the Dark. Right. Um, that was a Cirque du Soleil show, yes. Yeah, Daniel Ezra Lowe. Sure. Yeah, the, uh, one, the one person alive who could come up with how to make Beatles songs jams to dance to. Uh, of course. <laughs> Wrong. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it is just like, there are sequences that work and sequences that don't. I think, like, the mask work in some of it is, like, not, I mean, I keep saying it's scary, but it is just, like, it's a, this sort of unsettling vibe of, yeah. like, yeah. the way all the masks look that when I was a kid, I was like, this is scary. And now I'm like, this, like, makes my stomach hurt a little bit. Like, I don't want to look at it for too long. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and yeah, then, I like that experience. Sure, yeah. Um, and then the sort of psychedelic scene is, I was like, this is actually crazy that they did this, where it, like, fully flips color-wise, like, goes, like, negative almost. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, spinning around. Um, I do, I mean... When they're, like, the, dancing when in the goes, water naked... I like all that. Shit. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff though. I, don't I like. Really, that. I don't like. I don't like that as much. <laughs> I'm like, this is boring. <laughs> and um, see, I like it when it's kind of quiet, like that, and when they're laying in the grass and sing. Um, shoot, what's that song? Because. Yeah, I mean, because is like. It's like I mean, that is a weird sequence before yeah. Vietnam hits and stuff. Before the movie is like, all right, it's it's like the Act Four struggle time. <laughs> yeah, I mean the it is the thing of like every sort of. A year of the sixties is represented, like it, like I guess just even the way that it like opens in the European nightclub, and it's so like good. they're doing "I won't be long" or "It won't be long," and then yeah. um, or no, not "It won't be long." Uh, what is the first Hold one? Hold me they tight. Do? The opening. Hold, Hold me tight. tight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then when they do, it won't be long, and like Evan Rachel Wood is hooping on everybody. <laughs> um, but like you have like the full soldiers at the door <laughs> breakdown which is like do we need this in the Beatles movie and, <laughs> it is uh, interesting that she decides to map it onto because I guess I guess to kind of bring it back to the theme of this week the whole like jukebox musical I feel like when you're doing as opposed to Moulin Rouge which is you know kind of cherry picking popular songs when you're doing a whole band's or when you're picking from a whole band's discography they don't yeah. do all the Beatles songs because that would be <laughs> yeah, um, actually it feels, like they, it feels like they do um, they, they, they miss so much but uh, I feel like you kind of have to you know you you either do like the Jersey Boys thing where you make it biographical or you put it onto right, a thing that is you're telling the story of the band yeah right. or you put it onto a thing that's like similar to the band and I had something in the, my, my back pocket for this to you know bring it out and I do not oh Escape to Margaritaville which is maybe a poor example oh but um, did, you, did you see Escape <laughs> to Margaritaville? Casey? My dad did famously like two days before it closed, and he and then it closed, and he was like, "What?" Um, and going <laughs> to go every week. <laughs> That's the vibe, yeah. Um, right, where it's like you know, it's like Escape to Margaritaville. Who those who are not familiar is like not about Jimmy Buffett, but it is about like right. men in the Caribbean islands and like people visiting the Caribbean, which is basically his songs, you know. So it's like thematically similar, but not literally about jimmy buffett when you want to have a chill hamburger in paradise cheeseburger in paradise yeah what's the song cheeseburger cheeseburger um and you're embarrassing yourself Amelia. (laughs) 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 but it's right so i i where was i going with this oh yeah i mean like i like that it kind of does like map you know putting the beatles onto the 60s is interesting i don't know if i would pick the same 60s beats as julie 
obviously yeah. she was born in like the late 50s she was a young child in the 60s or like you know probably adolescence in the 60s so she probably has a lot of memories and ties to it all but i, I mean, do like that it like, moves from like you know clean cut 60s to the weirder side of the 60s but i don't know if yeah. i'd make it a vietnam movie yeah the I mean, vietnam is like the Forrest weird gump, but bad <laughs> yeah forrest gump is a good pull i think it is Forrest Gumpy. But, I mean, I almost like it by because it's like it's almost accidentally is it, a movie that it's like maybe the Beatles are like Coental Pro MK Ultra. They're like weird psychedelic period ruin revolutionary movements. That's that was like where my <laughs> the mind went. went. But uh, yeah, it, yeah, it is just like some stuff. Just the, like the Detroit right thing, the Vietnam stuff. Where it's just like this is just like no. this is just like too much. This either needs to be like one song or no songs. But you can't have like, yeah, yes, be just like that. Like enough of us through a line to be annoying. And I mean, like it's interesting, like because like this, like this style of like catalog jukebox musical, mm-hmm. right? Where it was like we're just gonna take like a bunch of the songs from this group and like put, you'll never guess like where they're gonna show up in the story, <laughs> like right. that sort of thing, like was really kicked off by the first stage Mamma Mia, right? Like was in like. 99 like was around when that happened in london and then like famously that like was a huge like hit in post 9 11 new york city was like the stage version of mamma mia on broadway opening around then was like it was enormously successful mm-hmm. and like it's interesting to do that and like with like mamma mia or like escape to margaritaville like you're not trying to like make a statement with those things you're just no. like gonna like <laughs> we're going to have a fun time listening to some fun songs and like, you're going to have some surprises as far as like how we use some of them. Like right. it's yeah. going to be like yeah. excited, like, like, and like maybe we won't even print like the order that we're going to sing them in, in the, in the, in the playbill. Like, so it'll just be in alphabetical <laughs> order and then you'll be like, Oh my God, they're doing this one now. Oh, yeah. Shit, like, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Truly. Um, uh, but then like, but yeah, but then like Julie Taymor is like, I am an artist and I have to make a right. statement. Right. And like, is right. gonna like, I'm going to say something about the Beatles and the time of the Beatles and the sixth, like, and it's just like, it's but like, then does she? <laughs> right. But then like, it doesn't really end up doing that. I think it, 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 it just like, I don't know. It, it really, if I guess it feel, it, I feel like it devalues whatever, like, like deeper meaning the songs have. And sure. also like the, like it on their standing on their own. Right, to, like, put them in service to this, like, important, larger artistic statement. Yeah. And, like, also, like, yeah, just, like, ends up just being, a like, a, a mishmash of, like, like of, of trying to be important and truthful and deep, but then also just, like, trying to hit that pleasure center of I know this song, uh, which is, yeah. like, yeah. A, a real tricky balancing act that this movie right. really does not I think that's yeah. the struggle I think that's why there's not many like great jukebox musicals either like it is so hard to hit that thing yeah. and it, I think I, we, t- we keep talking about how like simple the plot is which I guess you know is very much like just kind of like boy meets girl and then are torn apart by societal <laughs> struggle story right they go and to then New our, York there's like uh, yeah. yeah boy goes from England to the states to find his dad <laughs> um, um, with some other kids like, meets yeah. man at Princeton yeah um, which but I, I that was like another thing you know, I was thinking you know comparing it in my head to Milan Rouge where they're both they both use a lot of like digital effects and are by these directors who have like very distinct visual styles um, but also like Moulin Rouge also has a rather simple story, right? It, it, it's, sim- it's similar right. thing. Boy meets girl, and then they cannot be together. 
Um, and there's a tragedy in that. And Evil rich guy gets in the way. Yeah, yeah. And, and that in this movie, I guess, is Uncle Sam or the Vietnam War. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, they, they have similar... But I think Moulin Rouge just still really packs a punch, even though it's a story we all know. Um, yeah, I and mean, I think part of the reason it doesn't in Across the Universe is because it is trying to spin out and cover the entire 60s. Um, and, like, all these other characters, like Prudence and Jojo, who could be interesting in their own movies, but are just kind of unfortunately sidelined here. Yeah. It is a fun thing of, like... Or, not fun. Funny, I guess. Even that is a stretch. But um, when I was, like, younger and watched this movie a lot and was like, this is the best, I was never, like invested in the love story of like Jude and Lucy I was like yeah they're gonna play this song and they'll play that song and then the movie's <laughs> over and it's like it, it always was like a drag whenever he nails the strawberry to the friggin canvas that's, or whatever I mean, I was yeah like, that's a little that's sequence this is like the worst part of the movie even just because I was like it's boring mm-hmm. um but now it is just like yeah like there is almost no sort of like emotional thrust to it the way that like Moulin Rouge is where like there's bits I think that actors can sell certain things of like but like the stuff with Sadie and Jojo when they're like doing um, yeah fighting what song are they doing Um, Uh, Oh Darling and it's like and that that uh, arrangement is so good but like there's not enough weight behind it for us to really care Which is like yeah. the annoying thing, yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like every time there's like the break, and he's like, "Oh, really? Like it's yeah, funny, I guess, but yeah. it's like what? Like I, what these ends. people aren't characters; they are just like means to an end for a song. They're like, there to sing a song, yeah, yeah. But I, I Which see I, this this one for me really. I don't know. I really like the kind of central pair between Evan Rachel Wood and Jim Sturgis. I I will also say um, I think Jim Sturgis is a cutie. Um, so I, am I think he's, I, I think he's good that. and charming in this movie. That was maybe the thing yeah, I was more surprised by. I yeah. think he was. Good. He also he's looks like, a lot like Paul charming. McCartney, kind of like watching, does, this, yeah. watching this post get back. I'm, I was like, holy haircut. shit! But uh, well, so well, did it McCartney. was a time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Evan Major, what I think has always been, like, I've always been like, she is just a star, and I've always been upset sure, that she yeah. hasn't had a bigger moment than. I don't know. I haven't seen True Blood because she was Is on that, that right? What happened in the moment? Is she? Maybe she's on Westworld. Westworld. Yeah, that's her big. I'm pretty thing. sure Anna she's a vampire. You might be thinking of Anna Paquin. No, no, no. I'm uh, pretty Rachel sure. Wood? I'm pretty damn sure because I mean, I certainly have never watched True Blood. So. I've seen she, True Blood. I don't think I ever saw. She her. is in. Um, what we do in the shadows. There's like a cameo where all these different famous vampires. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's um, not in it. She, I think she's in later seasons that I didn't see. Let me see. Uh, what, <laughs> um, what year is this? She is eight. Uh, she's in eight episodes as Sophie yeah. and Leclerc. Yeah, that show is so crazy. That, Nobody talks about you. True Blood anymore. <laughs> that show is insane. It was big. It was huge. I agree. Nobody it, talks about it. You anymore. could buy Alan bottled Ball True Blood at Best game. Buy, and it was like blood orange <laughs> soda. <laughs> um, yeah. But but yeah, yeah I love this is like, Wedge. She's great in this. Um, yeah, she's good. Um, I, I think, did, I like, it. yeah, to, 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 like, say, like, agree with sort of what Colin was saying, but, like, sort of, it, it is sort of my thought on, like, my ultimate take on Across the Universe, which is that I think I like a lot of the stuff in it, but if I were ever to sit down and be like, oh, I remember Across the Universe, I want to watch some of it, I would never sit down and watch the movie. I would just go and yeah. watch, like, specific sequences the of music that video. Like, I, there that was, was no my reason this morning. There was no reason. There's no reason for me to ever sit down and watch the two-hour, fifteen-minute full movie start yeah. to finish. Right. 
Yeah, watching it, the thought occurred, like, well, the ideal release pattern for this would be just, like, a series of extremely expensive music videos that would have no <laughs> chance of being profitable at all. Yeah, like, it would just like, be, like, the Beyonce album. As much of the connecting stuff as possible. Sure, like, yeah. Release some, um, like, a special Beatles like lemonade. album or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I, this morning, because, okay, I, Emilio, I was like, Emilio, why'd you watch Moulin Rouge? And he was like, oh, um, we're doing this podcast. And I was like, those are some of my two favorite movies, let me on. <laughs> Um, and I wasn't going to watch or rewatch across the universe cause I've seen it loads of times, but then I typed into YouTube, you know, just to like kind of watch some clips, you know, play the, replay the greatest hits. And then somebody mm-hmm. has uploaded an entire copy of it to YouTube. Um, oh, really? so if anybody's curious and doesn't want to, I don't know if I should plug this. One. It's on YouTube. So, you know, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> don't waste your time. It would be my <laughs> advice. Um, look up but, the good song. Yeah. Like, but yeah, like, I, I watched just, it on, on Hoopla and it looked terrible. Cause Hoopla there are no, in no, SD. but Andy, I'll tell you, there are no good, co- like it is, there are no, I don't think they've done like a restoration. That, like, I, I mean, there's probably 4k on iTunes. You can buy it on 4k. The, yeah, the, I, Maybe the yeah. Yeah. UHD Blu-ray. I rented the iTunes 4K and I thought it looked very good. I thought it looked sort of gorgeous. Okay. It does look good. That's yeah, good. I, 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 I think I have also year. only seen it through streaming services. I think like I watched it once on <laughs> Stars or something, and it was just terrible looking. Sure. Um, which, yeah, to if Casey saw a 4K of this, she would die. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I didn't know it looked that good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had only seen it on a 720p black and white YouTube hey, rip. <laughs> it was 1080. <laughs> okay. I've only seen um, it on my DSi. I've only seen it on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, but it is like a movie where you only want to revisit your favorite things. Like I, I, and yeah. I like, I watch like, you know, like the, I've just seen a face bowling alley sequence a lot and the ending, all you need is love. Especially I like watching get back. I revisited that because it's so evocative. And I think, I mean, to its credit, I think it is very evocative of that final rooftop concert. I don't know if you agree yeah. Colin. I mean, sure. It's not as, powerful as like the real concert no no of course not uh the energy isn't there because they're all just like hanging out on a rooftop and then it's like you do get a little bit of like is lucy gonna be able to get up there or whatever yeah and it's like they're going back and forth between the rooftop and the ground and i I love that Um, cover of um all you need is love yeah with the sort of mix-ins to the point where i was watching get back and i was like are they gonna sing all i was like where's jim stardust (laughs) are they gonna do their uh, across the universe (laughs) homage yeah um yeah. Um, KT watched Get Back and was like getting a lot of across the universe vibes. <laughs> um, but, I think uh, the problem with the ending is that I think Hey Jude is actually a decent climax. Like Hey Jude is such a cheesy song, but it's like undeniably works every time. Oh, it's so like good. That, completely- is, that is yeah. the peak, and you get all the kids singing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean the bit where I mean I, I said it earlier. Joe Anderson, I do think is maybe the best performance in the movie. Uh, he's got an energy, and I think he's funny still. <laughs> um, the uh, the 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 bit where he's like excited to see Jude and right, he's getting does the Judy, the Judy, 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 Judy that's Judy, great thing. I love it's that, like yeah. the best that's part of the great. movie I think <laughs> I'm like yeah moment maybe yeah um but the other part speaking of Joe Anderson there is a scene in this movie that is inextricably uh and intrinsically linked to Southland Tales in my mind because they both came out around the same time on DVD I think and I there are two movies that I rented on DVD <laughs> when I was in seventh grade and watched and it was like Southland Tales I didn't really get and was very scary and this I like loved and there's the scene where they do Happiness is a Warm Gun with Salma Hayek which mm-hmm. is crazy 
And um, oh, but I guess that she's free. So that makes sense. She's free. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's a, she's a what, what is she but the Kylie Minogue of this movie? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I but, forgot Kylie Minogue. I forgot about him. Sorry to go back to Mulan Rouge. That's the a, Green I, Fairy. I, yeah, Fairy. I truly forgot about him. That's so sick. Which, that, I mean, that stuff just rules. Um, Good. But the sorry, Sama Hayek. Yes, yes, yes. The happiness is a warm gun scene. Uh, reminds me so much and i think of them every time i think of one i think of the other of the all the things that i've done seen from southland tales where justin timberlake is walking around uh with these sort of like nurses uh and they look like they're like white dress nurses where sama hike has like the blue dress or whatever Mm -hmm. um or uniform uh but these scenes i always think of them at the same time like they are so of a piece uh in my mind and it was just funny to watch it again. Um, I like that scene for the priest who starts dancing. Um, sure, that's a crazy who's, part. Who's wearing it. I think it's like an orthodox dress, I think. Um, like dress. But I feel like yeah. Tamor picked it, especially because it looks insane when he like kind of like flips and does that. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Or not weird. Weird, like, like, he, like spinning. Out. Yeah, like insane looking. Uh, that's, yeah, um, I mean, I love, I, I really like the choreography in this movie, but that's aside. But um, I should see Southland Tales, The choreography is no? great. Oh, you know what's a good scene is Prudence singing I Want to Hold Your Hand. That's, uh, I mean, yeah, that's great stuff. Because that is, like, speaking of, like, Beloved how, how well. the arrangements uh, work, like, the slowing down of that one, I think, is nice. Yeah. Um, I like Dear Prudence. I like when they sing that. that I, that's, like, that, that's like a stripped down, like, it's number for the movie, but I sort of enjoy how, like, weirdly, like, earnest and small it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean that is, like, the best stuff of it. Yeah. Maybe. I, I mean, mean but uh, it's great, but it also, at the same time, it's the first song that's not focused on one of, you know, I guess... The main. On Jude or even, yeah, Evan. Um, and it is kind of the first time, whoa, who's this? You know, it, like, t- takes you out. Um, and I think it also is the first one where you're like, is this a music video? As much as I love it. And yeah. That arrangement and, like, the way it's shot and stuff, you are kind of like, what's happening yeah. here? I also... I also really like the song Across the Universe, but then the sequence Same. in it, this is pretty good. But then when they start cutting it with Helter Skelter, Helter Skelter, I just, I'm just like, I, yeah, I'm I don't, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> want anything to do with that it. That song slaps. Helter Skelter's so good. No. You like this version specifically or generally? No, 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 no. Okay. No, no thoughts on there, this one. Just like the, there, like the normal. There, sure. There's like a, the normal version I can feel. I, I guess I was more sort of like mad that they like cut into across the universe to do like a mediocre cover of Helter Skelter with like a completely different yeah. vibe and energy. It's the protest, yeah. The actress who plays Sadie, her name's like Dana Fuchs. Mm-hmm. She's okay. Really? Okay. I, I mean, I think her voice is certainly powerful enough, I think, for what yeah. they do with the arrangements, but I wouldn't, yeah, I don't think she's she gets like I guess the I'm rock not... songs, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just don't, this, like, I just sexy... like those I, th- I just like like those Beatles songs less than the other Beatles songs I like. And yeah. also, it's like the but Janis Joplin thing. thing. I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's like the thing, right? I think this, yeah. like if any jukebox musical, like I feel like you're always going to be preferential to the songs that you already like going into it, right? Yeah. And maybe the mark of I, I had never a tr- listened or a truly to great Dear Prudence jukebox before, is one that can make you do the opposite. Yeah. Um, sorry, I Emilio. Also... No, no, no. I, I said that uh, Dear Prudence is not a song I don't think I have ever paid attention to. Like, it's like, I think I've listened this to song, most Beatles songs, but I, like, I don't, I don't think yeah, I've, I think, like, remembered I think them this enough. Movie, 
This movie yeah. made me pay attention to Dear Prudence, actually. I was like, oh, what's this song? Um, so, good, but, uh, I guess, good for that. Bono's weird. Yes, Bono's really funny. <laughs> yes. He's really he's doing like, a thing, of course. I mean, when they he's get like, there and he's just like, he's not here, I guess we're leaving. It's like very funny, I think. And then he's like, um, Is it better or worse than him and Sing 2? <laughs> oh, I mean, look. Ugo Who's Bono? Sing 2? He, what's the character's name? Ugo Bono. I don't know. I don't like know. Roger McLion or whatever. No, it's, it's like... not that. Don't be obtuse, Andy. <laughs> Sorry. Is he a lion? <laughs> He's he, a lion, he's a, yeah. He's okay. a big old lion who's like a famous rock star who hasn't been in public for 20 years or whatever. And he, in the movie uh, of Sing 2... I mean, look, speaking of jukebox musicals, watch Anim- the Sing franchise, y'all. I mean, animated no. musicals do that a lot, right? Because like, I was like looking, I was like, what yes. are like some original jukebox musicals? And Happy Feet kept coming up. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. Um, no disrespect yeah. to Happy Feet, but... What the hell is his name? I think it's... I would also like to say I asked Clay my friend. Calloway. Uh, I asked my friend from Liverpool to uh, rate the Liverpool scene at the beginning sure. of this, and she gave it a thumbs up. Um, okay. And she said, the "What did you think of Sturgis's accent?" I asked her. She said the accents were uh, decent for the time it is showing. Sure. Okay. I know Sturgis has been criticized for his accent. Sure. Um, that in that same scene where he's talking about the teeth, and he it's like burned in my brain when he's like, "Our teeth are always going in different directions," <laughs> and he like <laughs> does the weird thing with his hand. Yeah, it's a good performance. He's yeah. a good actor. He's I, not really I, done anything, right? No, no he, he hasn't. He, he hasn't really popped since then. He, he was, was in, in One Day. Geostorm. Uh, oh, Twenty One. Twenty One, a classic. Like uh, call yeah, Twenty One. Yeah, yeah, Twenty One <laughs> seems like a classic call it movie. What is Twenty One? Um, it's a movie about. Uh, MIT, MIT students who learn how to Brainiacs, count cards who and get black Count deck. cards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that movie a ton. <laughs> He's in Card Atlas. He, he is, is in Cloud he, Atlas. Is he He's really in good Cloud in Cloud Atlas. Atlas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or remember really One good. Day? I mean, everyone has one big part in Cloud Atlas. Um, one Day, one, yeah. One day Famously, people uh, also are mad at that movie. He's apparently been on both seasons of Apple TV original Home Before Dark. Huh. What is that? That's fake. fake. We can't. <laughs> Every Apple TV show is fake. Um, no, come on. Ted Lasso. He can show up in Ted Lasso. He's English. Um, the people in Ted Lasso in. are fake. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's that CGI guy. We should, right. uh, yeah, wrap, I want, up. Yeah, wrap it up. Can I say I have one? Um, I have, wait, no, Andy, you say your you final You go first. Then... You go first. I have one more thing. After My you. final thought, at least for now, <laughs> um, <laughs> is that I will never forgive both the... Um, normal uh, score, or I guess soundtrack for this movie, and the bonus track. Colin is putting his hands in his uh, <laughs> head. His head is a classic KT grind. I mean, truly. Um, <laughs> I will never forgive it for not including the version of "Hold Me Tight" that cuts between both like the the, the '60s dance that Evan Rachel Wood is at and the and Cavern the Club, Club rock version, yeah, which yeah. is sounds so good, and you cannot find like a clean rip of it anywhere because they only put like the clean 60s prom version on the soundtrack on both they, they have a deluxe album with more songs and they did not put it on and it's it's a tra- it's it's an outrage it's an injustice really, really um and i will yeah. never shut up about it and um yeah so my last question to us all is do we think in the universe of the film yesterday julie Taylor made a role uh, a rolling stones <laughs> movie or like what do we think she made instead of this i've not seen yesterday um, I do know what it's about. My guess is she makes 
Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark as a movie. Oh, and it's Ooh. a success? Yeah, it's the biggest Spider-Man movie because the other one didn't come out ever. Yeah. I would guess that <laughs> Julie Taymor is not in theater. Wow. Wow. The Beatles are the <laughs> reason that Julie Taymor is in theater is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they what? They, they take out Coke. They take out Oasis. Um... Right, yeah. Harry Potter, Smoking. also. Cigar- yeah. Cigarettes? Is that true? Is that, that right? that is That's like the punchline of the movie. These is that are all Harry things, Potter yeah. Like, these exist. things do not exist. This because movie the sounds Beatles like do not. shit. I was going to ask, like, I think as a Beatles movie, or like what you guys thought of this as like a Beatles movie, but I don't know if we have time to get into that now. But, I mean, um, it's hard to even think of it as that. Because it I just guess, like, feels like not, such maybe, a comment on it. It's sure. like... Well, I mean, yeah, not not next to like the movies that the Beatles themselves were in, or Yellow Submarine, or even Get Back, but you know, like I want to say, like, I want to hold your hand. He, he, or he, here would here that. would be my. I want to hold your yeah. hand is like one of the. Best I mean, I want to hold your hand is a great movie. Yeah. Um, I want to hold your hand better is better than yesterday. I think yesterday is better than this. Uh, Andy, oh no way. God. There's literally no way that's true. <laughs> you hate the Beatles so much that you prefer the movie where they. Yeah, he's like finally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this guy's got some ideas. And he's like, my head cannon is that yesterday's real. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude. Yeah. Um. Here's my one take on this as like a Beatles movie. It's like very American. It's like it's take on the sixties and everything. I also is just thought like that. So American. Like obviously, like obviously, I, like Sturges mm-hmm. is British and he comes from it. But but it's like mm-hmm. such from this perspective that it's like almost weird to me. I guess it's like it's it just reads to me as like. Sh- Julie Taymor was making a movie about her experience with the 60s and she wanted sure. to put the Beatles on it because that's like, those are tied to each other probably. Sure. But I it's, it's like, um, it's weird to tie like, I feel like it's big... fair if you want if, if you want to tr- tie the Beatles music to the 60s and try to map out eras, but to like make it so much about like American politics and history, it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Of the bit, like the biggest British band of all time. Yeah. yeah. I This is also crossing my mind. I also love all the Liverpool sequences. Um, I like just like being you know they actually went there and like on the docks and seeing the scale of the ships and stuff i'm like this is yeah this the, is like great. yeah the production design is all really good like yeah the ships look really cool yeah all that stuff is good i mean i think the craft is basically undeniable in the movie and i think i guess sir sturge is also worse for me because i think one of my biggest weaknesses in films are like british or uk people wanting to move to the big city for some for some reason i feel like that always works for me mm-hmm yeah, yeah. We all love the guy at the beginning. He's like, when I'm 64. That's yeah. That's the first time you're like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, boy, that's like. <laughs> that is also a Beatles song, Andy. If you were not aware. Yeah. That uh, one I got. I got. I got okay. that one. And I was like, uh oh. Is that the entire? Um, is that the entire exchange where he's like getting like coupons or whatever? Or, or like you're like. That's that yeah. That's that like it's like payday. Like nine yeah. British Beatles references. Yeah. 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 We go to the pub. Anyway. Yeah. And then the guy's like, oh, bloody, like what are you going to do? <laughs> well, his his girlfriend, Molly, is, that's that's the oh, bloody lady. Sure. Because I was, like, searching, you know. And then, like, Daniel, who is. <laughs> There's a raccoon that runs by, and they're like, Rocky, <laughs> get back <laughs> well, here. Da- Daniel's from Rocky Raccoon. The, that's the that's the marine boyfriend who dies. Sure. Um, I'm going more overt with it. Sure, um, but you're um, not Julie Taymor. Yeah, the movie's so much more subtle than what I'm trying to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, good Maybe morning. Here comes the Here's fun. some Easter eggs you might have missed. <laughs> I would love a commentary on this. It was just Julie Taymor explaining every be- <laughs> nothing else, not, not not anything, any like comment comments on like the masks or anything. It's just like anytime there's a Beatles reference, she's like, "That's a Beatles yeah. reference." That's a Beatles reference. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway. All right. Yeah. 
Weird Sorry. movie. Don't recommend really, but uh, yeah. you know. I do. It's fun. It's, if you like choreography, like if you like the Beatles, give it a watch. Yeah. I bet it was fun to see it, Tiff. I bet that was like enjoyable. Be a vibe. Um, do we, maybe. How was, how was, do we, do we know any walking. indication of like how it was received at TIFF? I think lukewarm, basically across the board. It like, was, yeah, wide. Okay, I don't think yeah, was, like, it like it, it got it. like one Oscar nomination for costumes. I think it of got course, like of it got the best musical or comedy Golden Globe nomination. Of course, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was on like Ebert's like, top ten that year. Oh, Ebert's, there were like a f- there were like a few people who were like champions of it, but ultimately it did not really land. I think. Yeah, I like it. I often think about how I would make it a stage musical, but that's unrelated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> um, I feel like that's self-explanatory. But anyway. <laughs> so, we sometimes do plugs confusingly on this show. So now we're going to break it down into different segments. So this is a segment called Special Presentations, where we all like give our socials and then we plug something that we want people to watch as our special presentation. So KT, as our guest... Is there anything you'd like to say, plug, promote? Um, I would like to say thank you for letting me crash this podcast again. Um, you can, if you want to hear me rant about um, songs that should be on soundtracks um, that aren't, <laughs> um, and uh, most often uh, why Wonder Woman 84 is a good movie, you can follow me on Twitter at Film Harpy. Um, and my was is it feature presentation or special presentation? Special, special, special. presentation. My it's special like presentation. Section, it's like a section of a festival. Yeah. No, I yeah, because I was like, oh, well, you said it, and I was like, oh, it's like the Disney thing, um, where they, you know, on the nineties. Okay. Feet, <laughs> on the nineties. <laughs> on the nineties. Uh, K- K- segment. I'm sorry. Katie no, Madlers. <laughs> It's different because on the 90s VHS tapes, there's a feature presentation. And when Emilio said special, I was like, I know I'm going to fuck this up. Um, And I did. But my pick is um, the Big God music video uh, by or that features Florence and Machine, which came out like a week ago now, Um, directed by Autumn DeWild. It is a beautiful piece of feminist filmmaking and um, just great stuff. Highly recommend. Great song. Can't wait to hear what else Florence has up their sleeve. Andy. All right. My name's Andy. Uh, Andy T. Germ on social media. <laughs> 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 uh, Why are you for, laughing? Because um, this is just what I always say. Um, uh, the, uh, I saw Cyrano yesterday, and it was uh, oh. pretty good. I think it's worth oh, a good. watch. Uh, it uh, The songs aren't great, speaking of musicals, but uh, not, I think there's there's some, like, effectively, du- like, they're effectively staged, and I think some of them, like, and I think, like, Dinklage, I think, is really good and really committed, and, like, hearing him, like, he doesn't have, like, he doesn't have, like, a great voice, but hearing him, like, sing really sincerely and with conviction, I found quite moving. Uh, so I think he's really good, and I think it's a movie that's worth seeing for uh, many elements uh, I think it's well written, ex- except for the songs. But um, but yeah, Cyrano, check it out. Emilio, go ahead. You can follow me on Letterbox at I Left Alone, and you can follow me on Twitter at I'm Left Alone. My special presentation this week, I I didn't want to go with a movie, 
but I have been sort of going movie mode, so that's really all I have to plug. So I watched The Lady Eve yesterday. That movie's incredible. If you look like Barbara Stanwyck, hit me up in my DMs. Uh, yeah. If you look like Barbara Stanwyck and want to make me look like an idiot like she does to Fond in that movie, <laughs> make my dreams come true. Colin, the, that's the dream. Hi, <laughs> <Hey>, listen. <laughs> Come on, be, let's go. Let's to go. be caught. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is the second. Uh, we're about to do an hour on how hot Stanwyck is, Andy. <laughs> I need to go see the Batman. Let's go. All right, all right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Colin, you're a special friend. Uh, yeah, Clatchley on everything. C L A T C H L E Y. And uh, I want to. I suppose I should plug Koyana Scotsy, which is like a life changing experience that I had. Uh, the Philip Glass score knocks my brain out and it's just so good it's just so exciting to see something like that and have it work on you because i'm always afraid that like experimental cinema doesn't work on me and i don't get the point of it and this one i like basically get the point but it's also just incredible vibe of like everything is happening and it's like so crazy to see and there's this moment where a helicopter shot is going over this big body of water and then it cuts to going over these fields of different colored flowers and it's like so bright and exuberant and the score is sort of like digital piano and saxophone going back and forth with each other very like and then this huge wave of strings come in as it like is going up a cliff and i have like chills talking about it i like broke down crying when it happened in the movie it's one of the craziest things i've ever seen couldn't recommend it enough kayana scotsy and now for the show plugs Follow us on Twitter at Can I Kick It. Follow us on Letterbox and Instagram at CIKI Pod. If you have anything you want to say to us, email us at Can I Kick It Pod at gmail.com. And if you want to donate any money to us, stealing Andy's thunder, uh, go to ko fi.com slash can I C A N N E S I. And uh, you can. We we're doing a, a drawing. Yeah, we, yeah, we we'll gotta, be doing we that do soon. the drawing. We'll do that today or tomorrow, maybe. So yeah, by we'll the time tweet this episode's out, out or something, we'll knows? maybe pick someone. What I guess drawing? we'll contact the person. We're if you've donated uh, a recurring subscription to us, yeah. um, you're allowed to be put in a pool where we will pick your name, maybe, and you get to pick a movie for us to do an episode on. Oh, fun! But yeah, we maybe we'll work something more out for people who subscribe to us. But with everyone that, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, uh, <laughs> Our theme song is by True Related. You can find them at soundcloud.com slash True Related or search True Related on Spotify. We're releasing our audience. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>